Hey friends, welcome to Still With You. My name is Coley Browning and I am so excited that you are joining me for another episode of the podcast. One of the highlights of my past week was hearing from all of you guys. You were so moved by my conversation with Whitney Lawson in last week's episode. To those of you who sent an encouraging message either to me or to Whitney, just wanted to say thank you. If you haven't listened to her episode, episode 61, backtrack, listen listen to it. It is one that you will not want to miss. Today, as you can hear from the music playing in the background, this is not our usual theme music. I'm speaking with one of my friends who makes amazing music. If you've not already heard of Logan Pilcher, today that is about to change. I have been wanting to speak with Logan for the longest time. I've been listening to his music for the past year and loving every single track that he has created. He is originally from Georgia and then he moved to Tennessee and now he lives in Florida where he is continuing to create art of all kinds and expressions of music that truly do matter. The song that you're listening to right now is from his latest release, Good Fortune Volume 2. And I found this song to also be an appropriate title to this episode because the conversation I share with Logan is in-depth as we talk about life, art, music. I truly appreciate his perspective and how he sees the world, how he is able to hold beauty and pain, and also how he can take a lived experience and craft chords and words that invites us into our own feelings. I do hope that if you are a creative yourself, you'll take a moment to learn from how he processes and just be inspired. Anytime I'm around creative people, it lights a fire beneath me to keep working hard and to keep going. And I think that you guys will receive the same from this conversation with Logan. I love listening to his voice. I'm encouraged by his story. Please welcome to Still With You, indie artist Logan Pilcher. Right now, I'm in Buena Vista, Georgia, where my whole family lives. Mm -hmm. So I'm just hanging out. I set up all my recording equipment across the street. Like our family owns the house across the street. They don't live there, so it's just like super quiet. And I set up all my stuff and just go over there and record. It's good. That has to be so nice. I was going to ask, are you originally from Georgia? Yeah, yeah. So I grew up in a small town called Ellaville, Georgia, near Columbus, so like America's Georgia. I don't know if you've heard of either of those places. My brother did basic training in Columbus. So yeah, I've been around that area. Cool. So I'm about an hour from there or where I grew up. It's like a one red light town, super small. And then I moved to Florida high school. So whenever I graduated high school, like at that summer, I moved down to Florida and did an internship at a church. So I didn't go to college or anything. I started doing videography in Florida. That's how that's what brought me down there. Why were you into videography? Like what was the draw there? I've always been creative and that was something that I've never I've always been interested in, but never really had the resources to dive into. We're probably similar in age and like when I grew up I remember just like YouTube being massive and like people with cameras almost had like a superpower. Yes. And now like everyone has a phone to so, like everyone can like make videos. But I just remember being a kid, like I had one cheap camera that I bought and I was kind of obsessed with it and I never was really good but it was always something I'd had interest towards whenever I graduated high school I I knew a guy down there that was a a really good videographer working for a church at Destiny Worship Center and uh, I came down there and interned and you know like a lot of people were interning to like stirs or studying to be like worship leaders or something like that and then I really just kind of 
was was very interested in the videography aspect and I ended up working for that church and doing freelance videography for about five years. But music was always like my first love. Whether I want to or not, I'm writing songs all the time. You know, like in any career, you're working towards something and you're like, you want to get to a certain point, get goals. And I was doing that with videography. I got to a certain point where I had to make a choice whether I was going to like take on a like responsibility and, and hold a job really. And uh, I was like, well, this is kind of everything I've been working towards. But then I looked over at my guitar and I'm like, but I haven't given that a, a chance yet. And so I knew that like, I kind of, I was at a crossroads where I was, you know, looking at videography and I was like, I really enjoy this, but it doesn't fulfill me like music. And I haven't even given music a, a, a fair shot yet. Mm-hmm. So it's been an interesting journey because they're both very similar, both creative, similar parts of my brain are being used, but I'm definitely, I feel like more talented when it comes to music and songwriting and it, it's more me. It's just like a, an authentic version of art for me, which is just fun. Do you feel like from other stories that you've heard with artists and creatives that they have to have that moment of where like you put down your video camera and you pick up your guitar, like you leave everything to go into something that you love, but you're still uncertain of? Do you find those moments to be reoccurring in that lifestyle? Yeah. And I think like for me, I, I'm a little bit different than a lot of people I know. Like I was always an artist, if that makes sense. Like I'm dyslexic, like very, very bad. Really? And yeah. Yeah. I wasn't able to read until like first grade. Like that's not, that's pretty young, but like I was definitely behind everyone, like all my friends. And oh, I didn't know that. My mom like recognizes it pretty quickly. And and uh, I love her to death. She uh, put me in art lessons. I grew up painting. I like like drawing and like that. It was my thing. Like a lot of people, their whole lives, like artists, like their whole lives, they're breaking the identity. Like they have to like almost like break into like becoming an artist. And for me, it's kind of all I've ever had. <laughs> so so yeah. there's not there wasn't a huge like moment for me of like a journey of like letting myself become an artist because for me, it's just that's just what it's been. And grateful for that for sure. Yeah, you enjoy that that's how you evolved. Yeah, and I think that like that's one thing that I'm super passionate about is I feel like art in general, it's looked a lot of different ways for me, but has been like has guided me through life. Every step along the way, I feel like I've made choices depending on what my passion is and what I truly love. It's almost like my life's a big experiment because I'm so not going down the the lane that you're supposed to go down. I'm like very much doing my own thing. And I'm like, let's just see if this works. And then if it works, like in a lot of ways it has, like, it's just like, I'm so thankful that I'm able to do what I love every day. And I think what I dreamed when I was a kid right now, especially, I'm just like, every day having to be thankful for it, which is awesome. That's a good feeling. And listening to your music and also following the content that you've put online, it's interesting that you're saying that you've like grown up walking with art in a sense, because I definitely feel that with your music from the different stories that you've shared, but also you're very detailed in every single piece that you present. I I don't know how else to explain it. Like, I don't want to say it's your brand because it feels more than that. Like it feels like who you are. I definitely can pick up that when you present your work, it's, it's like who you are. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. I, I have so many friends that are in art and everyone's different. I think the most important thing is that you're just doing it because you love it. I think that's what I'm protecting myself from. I don't ever want it to become something that is mundane or like a, a job. It's difficult though because it is your job and you want it to be successful. But at the same time, it's like the only way you're going to perform and create art at the best of your ability is if you're in it. It's difficult to stay in it for sure. But I think also it's just like I, I don't put any pressure on myself. Like if I stop feeling passionate about writing songs, I'll stop. And I'm like, I'm not going to force it. So like a career in music isn't necessarily like 
what I'm sold out about. Like, I just want to create good art. And mm. that might be me protecting myself, like my mindset, but also I feel like it's the only way, healthy way I can look at it. Because as soon as I start thinking about it in a sense of like, I want people to like this or I want to make money from it, it becomes, and I, it's just something I can't, the only way I'm going to get done with it, the only way I'm going to create at all is if I'm, if I believe in it. I, I have so many songs that I've created and then I'm like convincing myself, like, this is me. Like, I like, I like this. And then by the time I'm done with it, I'm like, no one's ever going to see this, oh, wow. <laughs> which is a part of the process is like, kind of like, I feel like all of us can create a lot of things, but it's like picking things that are really you and like, that's what you share with the world. It's definitely been a learning process on, on that. I think like my family growing up, they're all, we're all artists in ways. Like my dad plays guitar, he played in church and my brother was like a, a cover band musician all growing up. So I used to play with him all around. And then my younger brother plays guitar and my, my grandmother's an artist. My, my mother's super creative. And I see different families, like some families are like tennis families, or like lake families <laughs> or like you know, golf families. And like my family is definitely an art family. That's just what we value. And we're hanging out. Like that's what we're talking about. It's interesting because I, I go to different places and I see that like not everyone's like that. My parents pushed the arts for me because they knew that I was creative, but they themselves were not, you know, musicians. We did have a piano in the house, but, you know, it just wasn't like you were saying, does being in a, in a family like that, does it push you to become your best self? Yeah, I would say so. I called my mom recently and we went into depth about like, like one of the things is, is that we're all artists, but we don't ever really talk about like what art means to us. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm all about. Like I'm all about like digging deep and figuring out like why does this mean something to me? And you know, like when you're a kid, it kind of sounds cheesy and cliche, but like like when you look at a piece of art or you listen to the music or like how does it touch you emotionally? And like whenever we were kids and growing up, we didn't really talk about that. But then like it's something that's so interesting that you, and I thought like that's what you're doing really is like you're you're hanging out with people and creatives and and successful people and just like digging into their thoughts and what makes them tick. And then that's really what art is too. It's like, yeah. for me personally, every song is like, I'm searching for something. So when I pick up a guitar, there's either an emotion that I haven't really figured out or I'm frustrated about something and I'm, and I'm picking up a guitar to try to like be able to put it in a frame, you know, like a painting, like it's everything that was inside here is now on there. That's my goal with, with music and art in general. And like my whole family has, we've all done it. Like my grandmother is a huge inspiration for me. She, um, I'm actually like, I kicked her out of her office room. This is her room. Oh, thank <laughs> but, you, Grandma. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's super sweet. And she's like, she's a really great artist. And she spent so much time with me growing up. I think like, I spent like every afternoon at her house, like on the weekends when I was like in elementary school and, and middle school. I think she was the first person to kind of like introduce me to like, okay, you can make a living doing what you love. I used to paint with her and I'd go to her art shows and watch the way that like every painting that she has has a story. You grab the painting, you turn it over to the other side and there's like, there's like a document on it telling the story of, of the painting. And like, she's a storyteller and she just connects with humans. And you know, like, that's all she does is like, she's passionate about touching people and making art that means something to someone. That's and so I think funny. that, yeah, that was super lasting for me is like, I used to draw and paint and everything. And that was a, uh, huge like I was super into that and then whenever I discovered music I played drums that was my only instrument my little brother who's bigger than me tackled me in the back wall in high school and I broke my leg and I just turned 16 and it was my right leg so I couldn't drive and I was on crutches for like six months and had to have like two surgeries and during that time he bought me a ukulele and that was like my introduction into like being able to like pick up an instrument and just like write 
and make music. I, I mean, that quickly transferred to guitar. I'm actually terrible at ukulele now. It's interesting how like that those kind of like the birth of, of the music thing for me. I think that there's nothing more interesting to me than people's lives, whether it's art or anything. I really do feel like our lives and the things that like nothing is unused. You know, absolutely. Like everything, yes. everything that we go through and everything that happens to us is like building up to something. And it's cool whenever things start coming together and you're like, oh man, I was like made to do this. And that's a, it's just a wonderful feeling. That's so funny that you said that because the other day I was looking through some old journals. From what I gather, like you kind of like nostalgia. That's a friend to uh, you, yeah. right? That's hard for me yeah. sometimes to go back and think about painful things that I went through or something that I walked through. I was going through some stuff that I, I'd wrote uh, just two years ago. And I remember looking through that, even like prayers that I wrote down and stuff that I was going through. And it was so weird because that that I was wanting right there, like that happened. I think that we have to keep track of those things because they matter so much. They really do. I played this like random show in Savannah. I never met the host of the show. So it was like a house show, but it was like a house show party festival. Like they had <laughs> bands playing all day long. And I was one of the guys and he just, the guy who hosts the show uh, describes all the artists. And he described my music. He was like, it's like going home for the first time in a very long time, like laying in your old bed. And like, yeah, that's exactly kind of what I'm going after is like, if you listen to a lot of my lyrics and a lot of my stuff, I I write about home a lot. I grew up in the same house my entire life. And then whenever I graduated high school, my parents sold the house. So I left town and came back home and only got to see it like one last time. And so, and they already like locked everything up and there was nothing inside of it. So I was like peeking through the windows and and I remember I wrote a song called Find It Again, and it's just about home. I'm 23 years old, and whenever you're around my age, it's like the first time you're seeing things end, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. It's like, oh, wow, like, like things are ending. Like It doesn't last forever. Like where I grew up and like my childhood and all that, is, it's not gone, but it's just not the same at all. I have four siblings, including me. I have a 10-year-old brother and a 7-year-old sister. So there's a huge break between my younger brother, who's like 21 right now, and then my 10 year old brother. It's like my family never stopped. They didn't feel it with me. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like, oh, remember my childhood? It was more like they're just doing their thing and like life is continuing for them in that way. And for me, I'm like all nostalgic and like, oh, my home. <laughs> like, <laughs> they still got kids in the house and it's just totally different. But I think that's the cool thing about songs is that you can, can just like feel that feeling and then you want to you run to your guitar and like, like pour it out. And like, it's like, a, it really is like a screenshot of an emotion. I can go back and listen to that song. I, I remember that song specifically, I recorded like a demo of it the day I wrote it. And mm-hmm. send it to all my friends, my high school friends and things. And they all sent that like a cry emoji. We're just like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's awfully brave of you to send it to your friends that immediately and just want their immediate reaction. Like I have to hold on to things before I release them for a while. Are you just pretty hard on your sleeve? I am. It's been weird though, because like sharing my art is way more vulnerable than I ever thought it would be. Yeah. Like when I romanticize the idea of being like an artist and like writing about my life and like being able to communicate with others, like there's a side of it that I never thought about and not until I did it. I struggle with depression on like a, not a huge scale, but definitely like, like at times. And if I'm like down and I go play a live show, I'm scared that that's going to come out. And oh. I think that, that that's been a process for me. Like if I'm not doing well em- emotionally, and then I get on a stage. I'm like, I'm an open book. I really am. And it's like, and I don't want anyone to leave with like with a bad night or like a bad taste in their mouth of like, oh man, that did sad. But at the same time, it's like the more I do this, I'm becoming more aware that I just need to be myself and be where I'm at. People can accept that. 
Yeah. Like, yeah it, awesome. it can get weird. I'll get on stage and then try to like push that down. Did several shows at the beginning, which I'm thankful I did considering where we're at now where we can't do any shows. I did a lot of shows at the beginning of this year. And then my, my last show that I was doing and one of my friends after the show, she was like, are you depressed? <laughs> and uh, really? I guess, she, yeah, I guess she just saw it. Cause she's seen me play several times and I was like, yeah, I hadn't really talked about it. I think mine is like, I was raised like super Christian, super humble. And like mine is like fighting like a false sense of humility. I want to be prideful of my art. And I want to be like excited about it. And I am half of the day. And then the rest of the day, I like battle myself. I'm like, why, why am I sharing so much about myself? It's a weird kind of like the emotional thing that I'm just now kind of like, I feel like comprehending and seeing it in my life and being like, okay, like these two sides of me are battling each other and I'm fighting myself. And that leaves me in like a, a weird kind of spot. Did that just... come out a lot when you were writing Good Fortune, like volume two? I actually wrote volume one and volume two. So Good Fortune, volume one and two. When I wrote it, I was thinking more of an album. If you're like any an indie artist or like starting out in any way, like it's better to like release music in spurt. Volume one is like side A and then volume two is like side B of like yeah. the vinyl, you know? Yeah. But I, w- I wanted to be able to, people would be able to chew on it and then come back later with this, the second half. Even Keel is a song off volume one, which kind of directly talks about that, kind of about a relationship, but also just like inner battle of like, contradicting things within us. That's the one I don't play if I'm feeling sad because I'll start like crying on stage or something. Yeah. But, uh, it's weird. It's weird being an artist. I never gave much thought to like being vulnerable and it affecting me. I wanted to take March off and just have a break anyway, but it's been good to just kind of like be able to sit with this and figure out where am I? Whenever you're in it and you just feel overwhelmed and anxious and you definitely feel lost and sometimes it's hard to get a grasp of where you're at. And right now I'm like, okay, like, I understand what was going on. You have to dig to figure those things out. And sometimes it's easier just to brush it off and stay busy. But I feel like I struggle with just avoiding it and then working really hard. Mm-hmm. And then it's like I'm underwater. And then like whenever I do come up for air, I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and right now I'm like at a spot where I'm just kind of like, like my whole life I've been dreaming of writing music and releasing music and playing shows. And then now I'm doing that. And now I'm able to kind of like like look around and be like, okay, like what else can I do? Like what else can I improve? Just like anyone, I become want to become better and, and heal from things and yeah. and understand myself. And I don't want to be sad, sad boy artist all the time. Like I want to write happy songs, but I also want them to be true. So yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> Hey friends, I'm interrupting my conversation with Logan to talk about one of my favorite things besides cold brew coffee, candles. I love filling my home and office space with fragrances that inspire me. I've tried so many scents and styles, but I keep coming back to Gold and Ivy Company. Gold and Ivy candles are all hand-poured in Nashville, Tennessee, made with 100% American-grown soy wax for a clean and eco-friendly burn. Their candles are always vegan, cruelty-free, fall-fate-free, and petroleum-free, so you never have to sacrifice your health for your home fragrance. Plus, they are packaged in the cutest amber-colored jars that will look perfect in any part of your home or office space. 
Golden Ivy just released their summer collection, sharing an array of irresistible new scents. From Cove to Zest, I am madly in love with this latest collection, and my friends at Golden Ivy want you to share in the same experience. They're offering 20% off your entire purchase when you use the code STILL WITH YOU at checkout. Again, this is 20% off your entire purchase when you visit goldenivy.com and use the code STILL WITH YOU at checkout. Why settle for less when you can live in a world lit by candles and snuggled under blankets? Get your own gold and ivy candle today by visiting goldenivy.com and don't forget to use the code STILL WITH YOU. I say this a lot, but it's because I truly mean it. I feel like artists and people who create, they're such a gift because they go through the emotions and the feelings and the experiences that they have, and then they give language to them where we can't. So you guys have to walk through it when we're wordless and we feel these things uh, break up a loss, like grieving something in, but you guys are the ones who have to sit in it and go to the recording studio and write it down and then play it night after night to heal us. And I'm grateful for that. Thank you. Thank you. I definitely, I've experienced the same thing. That's why I love music. I remember when I was in high school, I went and watched Noah Gunderson. You ever heard of him? Yeah, I've heard of him. Yes. I went and watched him when I was in, I think, 10th grade. I remember him playing. It was like him and his sister on violin. He's just playing acoustic guitar. And I didn't play acoustic at this point. And I came home and I was like, yeah, I'm going to learn how to play guitar. It's just such a cool way to express yourself. Mm -hmm. And there's no way to experience the way that I experience. I I have experienced other artists like experiencing a song for the first time. There's just nothing like it. And it's cool to be able to write songs and play them and then like hope people can experience them. Because whenever I first write a song, like that's when I'm most in love with it. The more I hear it and the more I'm like aware of it, it doesn't mean less to me, but it's like that first moment is a big thing for me, especially like with, I feel like the style of the music I write is like every verse is like a, a chorus is like a wash of something else, like a, of a different meaning or something. And it's like, whenever you get to the end of it, it's like, it all comes together to have a whole, every finger to a fist, you know, and it like yes. punches in the gut. Yeah. I, I relate that a lot to like, writing and, and recording and to art and like my, my grandmother is an oral artist she uses a bunch of layers i'm like looking at her painting right now so i'm just like <laughs> talking about it but it, she starts off with like very simple and then she adds layers on layers on layers and i think that's what writing is and all my favorite writers write like that like you ever listen to dawes you ever heard of them no like how do you spell it d-a-w d-a-w yes okay yes they're very much like I call it like writing in, in blanket choruses. Like he'll write a chorus, simple kind of meaning. And then every verse and every bridge that he writes around it is really what drives it home. Because okay. every time he gets back to that chorus, it means something else. It's like, how many different ways can he make this make sense? And it's like, by the end of the song, the chorus means so many different things that you're like just overwhelmed with, with meaning. And like, I definitely aspire to be that kind of writer. Why did you choose the name Good Fortune? Why was that right for you? It comes from a lyric from a song called Over the Grave. And uh, I think like that song's like written towards not necessarily specifically like a one girl or like an ex-girlfriend, but just like probably a lot of people in my life in general. That was the first song that I ever heard of yours. Paul Vincent shared really? it. Yeah, because it was October and you'd released that and it had like the orange cover. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm a little bit basic. And so I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm going to add it to my autumn playlist. And I loved it with the acoustic sound and it made me feel like it was right for that time in my life. And I loved it. And so I just kept that on repeat. And then I checked out the rest of your music. I love that kind of home music. Music, like your friend was saying, yeah. I grew up on a farm, you know, and I listened yeah. to 
that style my entire life. And not to say that your music is like related to a farm, but, farm it's, music. but it's, <laughs> yeah. I would be lying if I would say that's not part of my roots. You know, I remember people picking on front porches. That's just yeah. how it was. Your music reminded me of that. <laughs> well, no, that, that's exactly the vibe of it. It's like, it's, it's rural and it's yeah. homey. It's organic and, and earthy. And like uh, the, the lyric is don't try to fight it. I can see it through and through. I wish you good fortune and a life worth all the pain. Mm-hmm. I hope love is a friend and death is a souvenir. The idea is like, like I know that your life is going to be good. And that for so many people, it's like, we're all fortunate, but it is your life what you want it to be because it is a choice. I had to think that's the way I view my life. And as an artist, like I have to do it that way. Like this is something I'm choosing to do because it's not easy. Being fortunate and good fortune is like, it's kind of like it's there for the taking. Yeah. And that's just what I believe. And that's what I named the record about because all the songs, like there's, there's several, lots of love songs, lots of uh, just songs about life in general. And like me trying to rationalize and think about like what's good about it and what, what do I want to be in my life and what do I want to value, that kind of thing. Is Louise a real person? Yeah, it's about my grandmother from my granddad's perspective. Oh, that's so sweet. I wrote it before my granddad passed. He was struggling pretty bad for years and... um I was on a podcast and my parents like tuned in mm-hmm. and I was like performing on it and I, they never heard the story. And immediately like that, that afternoon they called me or like crying on the phone because <laughs> yeah. it, it, it is emotional. I, I didn't realize how much it would touch them or what it would mean. Like my grandmother loves it. And like, she's like, you're playing that at my funeral. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do that, <laughs> but uh, it's a cool one. I, I love that song. It really, it's that, like, those songs are pretty old. Those are the songs that I wrote and I was like, Oh, I think I could be a songwriter, which is cool to put those out because they're the songs that I needed to release for myself. Mm-hmm. All of those songs are, are really not they're, not, they're not old. They're like, but I did record them about the demos started a year ago. And I kind of do that. I just record a lot and then kind of gather it and try to make, okay, this goes in a project or this goes together or this is a single or whatever and make plans with it. These were a long time in the working and I'm definitely proud. You're doing great work. I was honestly even a little bit like nervous to start this interview because I'm like, I'm such a big fan of all you're doing. Like, I love your music. You should absolutely be proud of what you're doing. You're doing wonderful. You don't have to answer this if you don't want to. And this is me just not knowing enough about the music industry, but are you technically, are you signed to a label or is this just all you? This is all me. Yeah. I don't, I don't know anything about Do you want to be signed I, to a label? If it worked out, like, like I said, like this isn't, I think for me, I want to have a choice. Like that's the biggest thing is like, if I don't want to create, I don't want to feel like I have to create. Cause I feel like that's not going to be good anyway. In a way being indie and it is just being me, it's able to be whatever I want it to be in ways. I also like how like simple it is. Like it, there's not like a army of people that I let down, <laughs> you know, if something doesn't work out and I want to develop myself and become better at what I'm doing and connecting with people. And if I ever do get signed or it's ever something that like someone wants to come along and like help me like reach a bigger audience or a, a way to just scale it up and it makes sense for me, I think totally. Like I would love to do that. I would love to play bigger shows and I would love to be able to connect with a lot more people. But that's something I'm not putting pressure on because I just feel like I really am a hippie in that. Like I'm just like, I believe like things will work out. If I focus on that, then I'll go crazy. <laughs> so it's interesting. I think I started off doing music very strategically when I put out my first like EP and things like that. Like I was like, I'm going to make a video, I'm going to sponsor it. And then I'm going to like release it on this day, all these plans for, for everything. 
And I think the longer that I do this, I, I realize like I can't really plan for anything. Like, I, I do focus on like creating art and like content around my music that represents me well. Like I want it to feel like my music. And so I do that. And then I, uh, I try to connect with, with people one-on-one. Like, like that's really what I love doing is like people that like the songs mean something to. I, I love connecting with them and being able to share my art. It's really fulfilling. I definitely focus on that and the rest of it. I just let it happen. Anything I've planned has not that it hasn't worked out because it's all come together to work out. It doesn't look like I planned it to. So I'm like, all I can do is do my best and not go crazy. <laughs> Sometimes the, be- the best things in life are the ones we didn't plan for too. <laughs> it's, you know? it's true. It's true. Do you plan to move to Tennessee? soon or is that like i mean you wrote the song but like is that true i lived in nashville for a year i actually lived on paul vincent's couch for a month oh i remember hearing that i think i saw that on instagram or something there was i remember hearing that yeah Uh, yeah I, i listened to your podcast and i think that he played a demo of a song that he hasn't released yet yeah, and he was really curious in sharing that. <laughs> I think I recorded it. I'm pretty sure it's the same. Like one day I set up all the mics in the house. And I, I mean, we could ask him and see, but uh, yeah, when I was living there, like he was like, I had all my recording gear. So he was like, hey, let's record some of these demos. And so I think he, I think that may have been what he sent you. I, I love Paul. He's such a good guy. Me and him done a good bit together. And I lived in Nashville for a year, close with him and a lot of people in town. And I've actually never lived in Pensacola. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think I'm from there because I play shows there a good bit. And a lot of the people that I connect with, like my musician friends are from there. Yeah. And uh, But I have never lived there. I've, I've lived in Destin. I, lived in, I live in Panama City Beach right now which is interesting because everything I do is online. Right now I work as a, I'm doing a, like a videography project. It's like a season job. Like I'm, I'm working on a specific project and whenever that project is done, we can kind of reassess. So it's not like I'm like, oh, I got like a, a full-time job doing something for the rest of my life, like kind of thing. I'm not like tying myself down. It's a very like open job where I'm able to like travel and, and uh, work off my laptop. I work like during the week and then on the weekends, I can travel and afford to like go play free shows and do things that I wasn't able to afford to do in Nashville. Yeah. I'm actually really thankful that I came down. And in some ways, like I've just been able to, to give like this year specifically, I just want to be able to give, give everything away and like reach people and hopefully like that will be able to, to form like a foundation for future stuff. Like all the shows that I do are like house shows or donation based shows. That's what I love. Cause I, I love those kind of shows. I'd rather do that than, than go play like a bar and like make like 200 bucks, but I'd rather, you know, go do the house show and $50 for me right now. It makes sense and I can afford to do it. So that's what I'm doing. That's actually on my after COVID-19 list. I'm making a list because I have to keep myself sane. And that's one of the items on my list is that I want to go to a house show. I have not been yet. Obviously I love concerts, but I really want to go experience a setting like that. And so I was actually talking to Jordan Chase yesterday and he was like, yeah, Logan, he's all about the house shows. He'll set you up and tell you, tell you what to do and everything. Yeah, me, me and him did one together. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he but, said. Uh, yeah, he's talented. As I'm making my list, I'm telling my friends, I have to do this. Like once, as stupid as like, I want to go visit like the batting cages. I used to play baseball. And I'm like, I want to go really? visit batting cages. Yes, I want to go play batting cages. And the other ones, eat a cherry cobbler that my mom made. And then I'm like, oh yeah, and go to a house show. <laughs> like, it's just fun. Just cool. Keeping me entertained while I'm stuck at my house. Oh, yeah. speaking of like cherry cobbler, of the cake that you guys made from Here For You, Babe, who had that idea and also did someone make that for you? That is so creative and feels really iconic <laughs> to your music. So I had that song and I've been playing it live for about a year. It's just a song that people remember kind of 
outrageous and, and like silly. My friends uh, threw me a birthday party in, in Nashville. That was in July of last year. So the song came out in January, about six months before that. I had my birthday party and they brought out this cake, cookie cake that had I'm here for you, babe, written on top of it. It was the sweetest thing ever because I didn't expect it. It like meant so much to me because it's one thing for your friends to like show up to your shows and like do your things, but then like for them to like remember like a lyric from an unreleased song and then like there's a lyric the lyric in it is like a, it was my birthday and no one ever called that's the line in there but that line is like about feeling alone and i just felt the opposite of that because they made me feel so loved and that photo was taken by my friend taylor she's a photographer and before we cut the cake i was like taylor grab your camera <laughs> take a photo of this so then she took it and sent it to me and i was like yep that's the cover for the single and that's oh, like i love that my favorite cover so many good memories just like sparked from that and yeah and that's so real like you guys actually were at a real celebration that wasn't because i had that story totally different i was like okay they just had this idea they're gonna go to Publix and pick up a cake they got like that like blew my expectation for that story that is awesome i love that <laughs> that's really what I want my art and my music to be in so many ways. It's like, it's like, I just want to live my life. And like, I want to have all these like unique moments and like be able to create stuff around it. That's the best stuff. I, don't know. I love that cover for sure. Do you ever plan to put your music on vinyl? I know we kind of have talked about that a little bit. I mean, is that a hope for you? Definitely is. I feel like that is like the, the fan base that I'm going after. Like the people that are into kind of like that nostalgic kind of feeling. And like, yeah. like my favorite artists, like I love the Beatles and I love like Simon and Garfunkel and like, like I definitely pull from like sixties and like early seventies influences on my music. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's like no better way to play that than like on vinyl on a record player. Like, so I definitely want to, but I think for me, it's all about touring and all about shows and like who am I playing with? If I'm, I'm playing like bigger shows for a lot of people that it makes sense to invest in that. And uh, I know that I can sell it. <laughs> so like, it's something I definitely dream of one day being able to do, but it's all about like just it making sense financially. And I thought everyone's that way. Dave. I feel I was making like a hip hop record or like a, a pop record. Like it wouldn't really make much sense to me, but for my stuff, especially that record, like I yeah. want it on vinyl one day. Yeah. I mean, nothing beats that warm feeling that from vinyl for it's sure. Well, will you promise me that I, when I that happens, I'll be one of the first people to know? Cause I will oh, like, yeah. line up, pre-order, purchase. If, if that happens, happens for sure, I'll let you know. I want to tell everyone, please go listen to Good Fortune. It's so good. All of your music, Ever After Always. I love that EP as well. Is there anything that we can maybe look forward to? Like, are you already starting on another project? Because I know that you have to be, you're always oh, yeah. 10 steps ahead probably on what you're working on. I have too much. Like right now, I'm like, I just have an ability to like create. And I'm definitely, I'm recognizing with the season I'm in, like being able to write. So I'm actually creating a lot. Like I have a project called Lucky Brother that'll be coming out. It's a collaboration between me and Eric Taylor. I don't know if you know him, but Eric Andrew Taylor is an indie artist and also a producer who lives in Portland now. And uh, me and him have been working on this project and uh, recorded a lot of it. So that'll come out this summer. Kind of like acoustic pop stuff, kind of like Ben Rector kind of vibes. So it's different than my stuff specifically, a little bit more commercial, but I think people will love it. So that'll be a fun project. And then I'm also creating a project called Koiko which is like an indie rock project. Okay. Not much to say about that, but I'll be sharing about that soon. That's Um, exciting. Yay. I love that. I'm definitely putting out something this summer. So I'm working on that this week, actually. Don't work too hard. Try to rest if you can. I mean, I feel like we're all being forced to rest, but man, I'm so excited for that. That's going to be great. Yeah. A lot's going on. It's just fun to create. I'm just super excited to share new music with people. And I think Good Fortune Volume 2, it's been so great to share them with people but i'm excited to like share some new stuff very soon yeah 
And I'm excited to go experience all of the music live. Like, I can't wait to go to a house show. Can't wait to get please where I can feel that. That is going to be yeah. so awesome. And thank you so much for time for this, by the way. Like, you're welcome on here anytime. I, can, I hope to have you back. And it's really such a joy for me when I get to hear like the other side behind the music that I listen to. Sweet. Well, thank you for what you're doing. I mean, like if anything, you're you're helping people. I listen to podcasts all the time and I hear like different things and just am inspired by other people's perspectives and digging deep like that. So thank you. One of my favorite things about being a part of Still With You is being able to support my friends and the work they do. And right now, musicians and artist friends are kind of taking a beating with not being able to play live shows. One of the things we can do to help them is by sharing their music. Obviously, this can be done by purchasing their music, but another huge way that you can help is by sharing their music using social media, recommending it through a friend, adding it to a playlist. These are small steps that move in a really big direction. If there's an individual, specifically a local individual, an aspiring artist who you admire and is doing some hard work and you're listening to their music, why don't you reach out and tell them thank you and go and share their music. Clearly, I'm going to be sharing Logan's music this week, but I encourage you to do the same. It means a lot and I know that they would be grateful for it. With this being said, if you would like to connect with Logan yourself, you can find him on social media at Logan Pilcher or you can also visit his website, loganpilcher.com you can find more information on logan and this podcast by visiting coleybrowning.com that's k-o-h-l-i-e you can also find me on social media my handle is coleybrowning same spelling i would love to hear your thoughts and your suggestions i am always looking for new friends to speak with on the show i love my musician friends i love my friends who are authors i love people who are doing good work that are helping build the kingdom of God. He is what I want to center my life around and what matters most to me. And I hope wherever you are that you're growing to know that you matter to him too. If there's anything that I can do to help you or encourage you, please let me know. I would love to hear from you. Please tag me as you share and post about the music that is making a difference in your life right now. I would love to add some new songs to my playlist and hear what you guys are listening to. That sounds so much fun. No matter what, I'm so thankful for your life and you being here. Go out into this world, be bold, be brave, be you, and remember that he is still with you. you.